Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watched a Thing. It's your boys, Billy and Topher. How y'all doing? I did it again where I asked the audience how they're doing. They can't respond. We did have some correspondence this past week. Someone emailed us, and I checked the email. You did not. I did. Hang on. Yeah, because I told you to, didn't I? Look. (laughs) There may be some not that important facts that I left out. Yeah. The fact remains- I checked the email. Well, the fact, I think, I believe that I asked you to respond to somebody. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got an email from Michelle. Yeah. Hello, Michelle. Um, wondering if we were going to do an episode on Rocketman, mm. which we're not. Um, <laughs> but we had a nice little exchange um, right up until the point where she ended an email with this. We enjoy using your podcasts to drift away to sleep. <laughs> Whether podcast equivalent of waves at the beach or, or crickets. I've often thought that we have very calm, soothing voices. <laughs> but you did end up seeing Rocket Man. I did though. see Rocket Man. Yeah, it's it's quite good. It, yeah. It will not shock you to hear it's better than Bohemian Rhapsody. That doesn't shock me. Um, Taron Egerton's really, genuinely really good. You've got... Rob Stark looking amazing in a suit with, like, it, they, they might as well flash up on screen, cast this man as James Bond. Oh, now that's good cast. Because you see, you see him- What's his- I've forgotten, his, I've forgotten Rob King Stark's name. Nerf. I've forgotten Rob Stark's name. Is uh, it Richard? No, nah, it's not Richard. Jeez, don't, don't- No, no way is it Richard. Yeah, it's Richard. <laughs> it's Richard Madden. Richard Madden. Anyway, yes, so- He is a James Bond-looking motherfucker. That would be cool. Mate, you see him in a suit in this movie and, I mean, things happen. <laughs> things happen inside you. Richard- Oh, Richard Madden's beautiful. <laughs> we spent a long time now not talking about what it is we're supposed to talk about. But what are we talking about Anyway, well, we've looked after Michelle. <laughs> um, we're on a- So we're on a, a request via the, the Patreon this week- um, this one comes to us lately. Yeah, this request was from one of our patrons, Chris. I like Chris because you know, like Voltron, you put us together and you get Christopher. Yes. Oh, is that is that where Topher comes from? We'll never know. <laughs> I thought your birth name was just Topher. I also like Chris because he's one of my best friends and we lived together for a while. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Well, now I just get money out of him. <laughs> <laughs> And what did Chris want us to watch? He wanted us to watch from 15... I was shocked 15 years ago. Edgar Wright's film. Feature film debut, I think. I believe it is, yeah. uh, Shaun of the Dead. Can I shock you even more? Do it. First viewing. Wow. I'd never seen this film. It's been on my watch list for so long. Like People rave about this movie. It seems like such a Billy film. I know, right? It's bang on 90 minutes. (laughs) 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 It's a horror comedy. Like, yeah, I it it is shocking that I hadn't gotten around to it, but I have now. I'm sure you have a plot summary for us as well. You know me so well. Shaun of the Dead is a 2004 horror comedy film directed by Edgar Wright, co-written by Wright and Simon Pegg. Stars Pegg and Nick Frost. And what is it about, Tove? It's about how our protagonist, Shaun, responds to the world, as happens in zombie films, going to tits. Yeah. World with zombies. 
Although they're never referred to as zombies in the film. Is that true? That's true. I didn't even notice that. Which happens, like, that happens in a bunch of zombie films, that they're never actually labelled zombies. Danny Boyle was always quite adamant that no one refer to the infected in 28 Days Later yes. as zombies, because as far as he was concerned, they're not zombies. Even have, though it gets dumped into, understandably, it gets dumped into zombie. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have not watched the series of The Walking Dead, but I'm a big fan of the comics, and they're very much the same. And, and often the, the reasoning for that is, well, these stories take place in a universe where zombies aren't a pop culture thing. That's why it surprises me here in Shaun of the Dead, because the movie is so kind of embedded in pop culture that I just kind of assumed that, it, like, it's hard to watch this movie and think that this wouldn't be in the same universe that the movie Dawn of the Dead exists. Mm. So, yeah, that surprises me that they don't refer to them as zombies. Yeah. Wow. Um, gotta love the cast in this film. A really, really, really solid cast. <laughs> Outstanding supporting people. We've, you know, we've got Dylan Moran. We've got Dawn from The Office. Oh, such a Lucy Davis fan. <laughs> such a massive crush. Yep. <laughs> and then it's so great later on when Martin Freeman pops up as well. Yes. And, like, they don't even interact. You're just like, come on, just kiss her. <laughs> and because there's a bunch- when they, when they bump into- The Bizarro. The Bizarro group. group <laughs> yeah. And there is actually- there's a bunch of cool little crossovers within the groups, which, if you know, you can just kind of nerd out to a little bit. Yeah. I mean, this has to be one of the most British films ever. <laughs> it's so steeped in British comedy, in British references- and, like, it's just, it's so well done. Miserable people being at the pub. Exactly. <laughs> lots of lots of C-bombs, people dropping the word Absolutely. Don't get that in the States. Yeah, no, they're much thingier about language <laughs> than, than the Brits. Thingy, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Bill Nye is there. <laughs> yeah, and how British is Bill Nye? <laughs> and isn't, correct me if I'm wrong, Sean's mum, that is Bridget Jones's mum, is it not? No, I don't think it is. But Are you bio, sure? Bio, okay, it's been a really long time since I saw Bridget Jones. Actually, I'm pretty sure that Bridget Jones's mum plays Elton John's grandmother in Rocket Man. Really? Yeah. I was completely wrong. It's not Bridget Jones's mum. Uh, she's Isabel Crawley in Downton Abbey, though, which I'm a big fan of. Okay. That's where I was. I knew that I'd see. I recognised her from something. She is probably my favourite character in this film. She's great. I love Sean's mum. I didn't, want, I didn't want to cause any trouble. <laughs> I love her. I just love the fact that- and, like, this happens a bunch in the film, and I love it, and I think it manifests most beautifully in Sean's mum, that while the world is falling apart around them, they can't just move away from things like, oh, I'll, I'll just make some sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. I love it. One of the great things that- and let, let's just say it's Edgar Wright's debut feature, which I think it is. Look, let's just- he, He'd certainly- he and Peg had worked together in television before, but I'm pretty sure this is his first film. His first film actually came nine years earlier, 1995, A Fistful of Fingers. Didn't debut in the States until 20 years after it was made, and it was never commercially available on okay. home video. Okay. So- This is his first real film. This is his first real film, for sure. That is then just super impressive, the amount of visual information that he gives you, rather than just relying on the script and- you know, we come back again to showing the audience things rather than telling them. Absolutely. You know, down to little things like when Sean gets dumped, we kind of get close and then we see a door close on him. And yes. And that's happened in 12 frames. Yeah. The visual structure of the film is really, really lovely. I love a lot of the 
really fast cuts. It reminded me a lot of Train Spotting, just in the way it's constructed. How you know that's another film that could have been far longer than it is. Like 90 minutes is really tight for the film it is, but they move through things at such a pace. And there is a genuine laugh in every scene of this film. Like there's no dead air in this movie at all. And I love those really quick, almost like mini montages that you get that they feel like an action movie, even though this isn't really an action movie. Yeah. Things like the that great little bit of editing where- Sean's channel flicking. Yes. And it tells you the information as we it's just like it's it's that's not and it's not overly difficult. Yeah. But it's just so much more fun and interesting it is. than if he was just on one news report. Yes. And, and we get the Smiths. Yeah. Well, gotta love the Smiths. And the thing that's great about that channel flicking stuff is like for the first probably half hour of the film, Sean he's he's so in himself that he doesn't even seem to realise that there's a zombie infestation. You know, when you get these little hints of it, you hear, you know, the background news and stuff, but the entire first half hour is him getting flowers for, for his mum. It's him thinking about his, his breakup and trying to book the restaurant for dinner. And even though there are these subtle hints that the zombie infestation has well and truly started by that point, it's not, it's not of concern of the movie in any way. Yeah, I, I love the fact that it takes Sean a while and that, of course, also feeds into the other thing it serves is the kind of co- the ongoing commentary about the fact that we're all zombies. Oh, I mean, and that is so prominent from the moment Sean wakes up and he stumbles out of bed and yawns and it's that visual cue. Yeah. yeah. And then I like I love it, especially then again at the end of the film. Yeah. When it hasn't changed. And zombies are now integrated into everyday life doing- yeah doing the stunningly mindless, stupid things yeah. that we already do. I love that shot of the the game show on television. Yes. Where they're being made to do the dumbest shit imaginable. <laughs> and then you're like, wait, that's a that's already a game show. We do that. Functioning humans do that. <laughs> How did you feel about the progression of the film story-wise and, and the way that it ends, I guess? I love it. Yeah, same. It, it took me off guard, I got to say. I wasn't sure where it was going. And at the end, when the- you know, when she's then channel flicking and you're getting the, uh, you know, kind of the recap on, you know, however long it's been, six months or something, and you see the woman on Jerry Springer or whatever it is talking about, she's, you know, still with her husband. And, yeah, it took me off guard. I was on board with it. Um, one, one fun thing that happens is that, so right after Sean's been dumped and he goes home and Ed's there, his best friend, and Ed says he gives him a rundown of what they should do the next day. Which, which is like, go out and get hammered. Yeah. And it starts with Bloody Marys and ends with shots at the bar. And Ed actually spells out what will happen for the rest of the film. <laughs> Bloody Mary is Mary is the, the checkout chick who's the zombie in the backyard. Yeah. Shots at the bar, of course, is the standoff at the Winchester. Yeah. And there's like four or five other things in the middle there that just- That's pretty fun. If you're watching it for the second time and, and know what's happening- it's just a fun little thing, which watching it for the first time as you were, it does it's not boring. It's just a bit of it's just a bit of a scene. Yeah, yeah. But it just it pleases me <laughs> when filmmakers do this kind of thing. Zombies if we're just happy to call them zombies, yeah. They lend themselves well to comedy because they're kind of funny. They like, are, yeah. They're actually individually really unthreatening. Oh yeah, just these a stupid, single zombie on its own, a not stupid, lumbering, senseless thing that just wants brains. 
it's it's actually quite funny. Yeah, it is. They're so slow. Yeah. I, I love I love that they just completely double down on the slowness in this movie. Yes. It's like you can li- you can just stand there with one a meter away. Yeah. And it's like eh. And that's why I love that that scene where um where Lucy Davis is teaching them how to like to act like zombies and somehow that actually gets them through. They just just by wandering through, that's that's enough that the other zombies like, yeah, they're fine. Yeah. That's another zombie. <laughs> All right, you're in the Thunderdome. I'm there. How many zombies can you take? Let's say let's say they come in waves. The first wave has one zombie in it. Do you survive that wave? Well, here's the difficulty is that you've either got to what take one's head off or mutilate it or beyond fire, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So I probably can't actually take any. It's just a question of how long can I stay away from them in the <laughs> Thunderdome? And I would say a really long time. But let's say the waves increase, all right? Let's say every five minutes they send out another zombie. Mm. How many minutes you live in? I don't know. How long can I hang off the top of the Thunderdome Not for? Long. You were a heavy man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know how I was the one powering down M&Ms, but there's a lot of finger strength to hang on to- I've got long fingers. You don't have long fingers. Doesn't really help, though, does it? No, I mean, it's not like you can tie them in a knot. No. <laughs> yeah, so they get- I mean, they're going to get you. Oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah, you'll get done. Yeah. I I mean, I give you two waves. Okay. I reckon by the time there are three zombies out there, you're dead. I hope I get done like Dylan Moran's character gets done. <laughs> I love that. That's just, as my kind of gore. And he's is just such this, a twat. Oh, such a twat. <laughs> Which makes it it's even more enjoyable. As it he is. Gets just literally ripped apart <laughs> in front of you. It's so good. I love that scene. Except that I don't get. God knows what Dawn from the Officer's name is in this film. <laughs> I don't really get Dawn caring at all. I want to say it's Karen or something. Like, at this point, Dawn's already said, like, she knows that, that Dylan Moran was really into Sean's girlfriend. I, I, I was really hoping she'd just be like, eat shit. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, she knew what was up. Yeah. Also, her name is Diane. I, I don't know where I got Karen Diane. from. <laughs> Two syllables. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> we spoke uh, not that long ago in our Brightburn episode about movies that play with, with genres of things. And this is one for me that really, really works. You know, like zombies, especially now, like I feel like at this time, 15 years ago, they were just kind of having a resurgence. Like I think this was about a year after James Gunn's Dawn of the Dead remake, or maybe it was even the same year. But either way, I think this was just around the time they were I think starting it might have been the same year. I think it could have been. I'm pretty sure. Was this 2004? Yeah. I think, yeah. Okay. So, same year then. And so, you know, they weren't- It's not like now where, you know, everything is zombies, everything- Oh, fucking vampires. Don't get me started on vampires these days. Jeez Louise. <laughs> but, you know, this does a really great job of playing with a well-established genre. Um, and George Ramirez was really into it. Romero? Romero. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Ramirez? <laughs> I don't know. Nobody, no one. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there was some bloke out there, George Ramirez, who was stoked about this film. Shout out to you, George. <laughs> um, so, when when he made uh, his kind of long-awaited next zombie film, yeah. both Edgar Wright and Sean Pegg um, are zombies in it. Yeah, right. Simon Pegg? you got to learn how to speak. Hey. You said Sean Pegg. Sean Pegg. <laughs> What are you doing today? Simon of the Dead. 
and and now it's something that we've seen a few times since since this. I think mostly because of the success of this film, people are like, yeah, we can do that. Like, what was what was the one Warm Bodies, which was another kind of romance? I never saw Warm Bodies. I thought it looked good. Yeah, I mean, it was not as good as this, but it was good. Um, you know, or after that, even we had uh, Anna and the Apocalypse. Anna and the Apocalypse. Not, you know, that only came out quite recently. You know, playing with that kind of that comedy. Yeah, I think I think this just does such a good job of it because this there's no this is a comedy film. But it's not a parody. Do you agree? There's a reasonable amount of parody about it. Do you think? I Like, there are not many moments in this film where I feel like it is satirizing, for example, other zombie movies. Like, f- apart from its namesake, there's not a lot in here that's, like, poking fun, for example, at Dawn of the Dead. There are, apparently, and there's a lot of them that I didn't get, but I know that they're there, specific References to a lot of previous films. Yeah, but references and homages aren't parody. I think there's a lot of parody about this. You reckon? Yes. <laughs> I feel like this is a comedy film more than it is a parody film. Like, this isn't scary movie or not another teen movie. No. It's a seriously taken film in its own universe. So, yeah, I, I just really dig the comedy in the film. It can even do this great thing where it can do dumb humour Really smartly. Yeah. I mean, that final fart gag. It's yeah. priceless. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> that, and it's a fart joke. Yeah. Yeah. The movie has to earn that joke is the good thing. Yes. Yeah, because by that point, you care about these characters. Even only after 90 minutes with them, you do like you know them and you understand their relationships. Like it's a really well written film. And then you're so happy at the end when oh, and when he goes Ed's, out to the shed and Ed's still there in the shed. <laughs> Did you see that coming? No, I didn't. No, me neither. <laughs> I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and and because I'd forgotten about, I hadn't seen this film in a really long time. Yeah, like probably since Patron Chris and I watched it. I don't yeah. think I've seen it since then. Yeah, right. And I'd forgotten that Ed was out in the shed and I was like, ah, Ed's there. That's nice. So we've had quite a few patron requests now by this point. And this, I think, is our third horror-ish. Where does this sit for you compared to the original Child's Play and The Crow? Above original Child's Play and probably roughly on par with The Crow. Yeah, I'm all right. I actually, for me, I think this is just below The Crow. But it's it's a good movie. Do you think it lives up to the hype that this has? Do you think after these 15 years and people still banging on about this movie, do you think it, it lives up to its place in the cultural zeitgeist? Maybe not quite, but we are talking about a really high bar. Yeah. And I, so I'm saying I think it maybe it just falls short of that, but that's not to say I don't think it's really good. I mean, the thing that's so interesting about Edgar Wright he really hasn't made that many movies. No. If you look at percentage of films, he must be up there with having probably the best ratio of good to bad films. Like, how many has he made? And you say this is someone who- You you hate one of his films, don't you? Yeah, I, re- I really, really hate um, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. I know I'm in the minority there. And I also don't really rate Baby Driver. So, where's this comment of yours coming from? <laughs> well, because he's, o- he's only made, like, six, seven. So, have you seen Hot Fuzz? I have seen Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is great. I think Hot Fuzz is better than this. Hmm. I don't. You don't? No. But that's nothing against Hot Fuzz. I just think this is better. Okay. Uh, your thoughts on The World's End? Haven't seen it. 
Okay. So, yeah, I haven't seen the third of the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. I love the moment with the Cornetto in this film. Yeah. It just, that was so real to me. that, like, And I was thinking about, <laughs> so, patron Chris. Yeah. When we lived together and would quite regularly be hung over and one of us was going over to the shop, which happened really regularly, and the shop was about as far from our house as the shop is from the house in this film. Yeah. And just that thing of just, like, groaning out anything. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, yeah, I've, I really feel that moment. And <laughs> yeah. when Ed says a Cornetto, <laughs> yeah. just, that line just gets me. It's, it's a really great relationship you get between those two. And I think a lot of it comes from the fact that they are genuine friends you know, and they yeah, yeah. they had all worked together previously, as you said, on TV with Spaced, for example. And yeah, I think that really comes through, just that that real camaraderie between them. It's just really believable. All right, so all in all, what are you scoring this beast? I totally dig it. I'm a, so- a solid seven out of 10. I'm a six. I like it a lot. And I feel like if I'd seen it 15 years ago, it would probably be a seven for me. All righty, what are we going to do next week, buddy? Uh, next week, we've already mentioned Child's Play. That's right. Let's do it again. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> again, demanded by a patron. Also, the same day as Toy Story 4 comes out. So, we're trying to work out how we're going to how we're gonna do both of those. Stay tuned. <laughs> in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you know that we watch the thing.com or we watch the thing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at we watch the thing. If you do want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash we watch the thing. And in fact, buddy, it's our one year patronversary. Is that right? That's right. So I was thinking, how about we do something for the patrons? Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. I don't know what yet. All right. <laughs> But we're thinking of you, patrons. We're thinking of you. Uh, so Even if this manifests into nothing. <laughs> no, all right. <laughs> let's 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 come up with something right here, right now. Jeez. Everyone who signs up before the end of July, because yeah. that's, you know, a one-year thing. Okay. You get the level above. You sign up at two bucks, and, and obviously people who are already signed up, you get all the bonus episodes as well as early episodes. For how long? For for what what's been released? Oh, for so what's far. already been released. For what's already been released. So All you right. get a year's worth of extra content. And mate, there's some good stuff. Oh, in I there. know, mate. There's not. You sign up. <laughs> you sign up at five bucks. Yep. You get to pick a movie for us to watch. <laughs> you sign up at ten bucks. There's nowhere to go. I got no idea. <laughs> do you have any ideas? Uh, self portrait. We'll do a self portrait. Yeah. All right. Picks it is. We'll think. Of, we'll think of something. Yeah. Sure. We'll, think of, we'll send you a sandwich. <laughs> That's a horrible idea. I'm really hungry. I'm just thinking of sandwiches. I'm you, thinking. I'm thinking of myself. You just ate. I'm thinking of what I would want instead of what others would want. You just ate. Yeah, but it was a really tiny portion. I told you this. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, we'll if and and that's where I was up to, and we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at We Watched a Thing. We are. We are. So I know we're on. I know we've got email. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, yeah, you do. You're all over that. Email. I've seen it. <laughs> Catches. Go watch a movie. And close your eyes and breathe. <laughs> Maybe your laugh on a loop would be good to sleep to. That would be like nightmare fuel. <laughs> You're a bad friend. How am I a bad friend? I don't know what to tell you. I'm just having some now. You're a bad friend. I'm hungry. <laughs> All right. I said we could do. Like, why didn't you eat? I did, my lunch was really small. Okay. It was like it was like half a bowl. Like right. I should have packed more lunch. Instead, I'm having M&Ms.
It is what it is. Don't judge. But we are doing, the, we are doing the episode like this. <laughs> right? No, dude, I'm not I'm listening to, to this for that long. Get used to, get used to it. Get, hey, hey! <laughs> you should take them away from me. I hate so much about the things you choose to be. Right, just let me finish chewing them. I take without giving. Sounds like the start of a riddle. <laughs> or an Alanis Morissette song. <laughs> <laughs> you take without giving. <laughs> 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 <laughs>